I'm Jaren. And I'm Chris. And this is The The Barker Barker Lounge. To the Barker Lounge, your one-stop destination for everything dedicated to the '90s sitcom known as Friends. Friends. It's Friday. Come on, everybody! Come on down to the Barker Lounge. Hey, everyone! We are happy to see you for yet another episode as we inch ever closer to that magical number—the one with three digits. Ah, yes, 100. So close! I can almost taste it. Chris, can you taste it? I can taste it just as much as we are entering this nice summer into July already. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, actually. Mm-hmm. Our concept of time has been totally lost. But you know what hasn't been lost? Our interest in this episode. Of which, we're going to be jumping around a lot more than we usually do. Some might even call it a greatest hits of sorts. Oh yeah, you're going to like this arc here. So, this one's titled, The One with the Invitation. But you can't remember what that's for. So we'll get started over at Central Perk. And Joey and Chandler are just talking about how everything is happening really fast, you know. You gotta think about it from their perspective. It's been quite a hurricane of events. I mean, we have uh, breakups, get-back-togethers, babies. Yeah. And at this point, you know, they're pretty much saying, like, Chandler's like, well, if I die, people will only know me by the aspirin on this chair. And Joey's like, well, why don't we do something? Like, why don't we climb Mount Everest? No, I like how Joey's immediately going for, like, the most extreme reaction right out of the box. And Chandler's pretty much like, uh, what? That's like, yeah, we could do that. That's like a lot of climbing, but, you know, we could do that. And then Phoebe comes in, and they get all excited to tell her about their plan to do something different and Phoebe's like yeah that would be cool but it's gonna cost like $60,000 and you're probably gonna die well no you're gonna die <laughs> it's kind of weird how she already has a, the exact logistics worked out I couldn't tell if she was just ballparking those numbers yeah at this point they're just like kind of over that idea and they're just like yeah I guess we'll just rent die hard <laughs> and they end up just well, damn right we can rent die hard they end up just hanging out there with Phoebe. Because Phoebe's like, yeah, we just hang out here with me. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll just do that instead. It's all part <laughs> so. of her secret ploy to keep them on the Central Park couch forever. Hmm. That ass prank's not going anywhere yet. Insert intro. I bet you couldn't guess we're climbing Everest. Wow. Hey, got him. So... As we mentioned earlier, this episode's going to be kind of weird, kind of going back and forth a lot. Man, it's like a flashbacks, but extremely chopped. Yeah, so we must warn you guys, it might be one of our short episodes. But let's get into being at Ross's apartment, where we're talking about the invitation. Ah, uh, yes, and this is with him and Emily. They're trying to figure out who to invite. But the conversation kind of gets weird. And this time, they're not at a bed and breakfast. (laughs) 
But listen to this. Does your Uncle Nathan get an invite or not? Oh, God, nobody likes him, and he's so cheap. I mean, he'd never fly to London in a million years. Yeah, invite him. <laughs> hey, did I do these neat enough? Yeah, they're fine. Huh? If anyone asks, we'll say that Ben addressed them. <laughs> oh, so he invited Rachel, then? Sure, why not? Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think I'd be comfortable having any of my old lovers there. Wait, wait, wait. Do, you, do you think maybe we shouldn't invite her? Oh, no, no, Ross. You know, I absolutely adore Rachel. It's just that, well, I thought it might be a bit awkward for you. But it's absolutely your decision. <laughs> More tea? Yeah, sure. Oh, Grey? Huh? Yeah, fine. Yeah, invite whoever you want. where it's weird for Emily because she's not used to the whole like they're still like that's like the one exception of being friends still you know but then it's like yeah, but oh, how often do like people find themselves in this kind of situation though where you have like a big group of friends and like friends are like da, 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 da. you can't see my hands right now but I'm making a uh, very suggestive uh, hand puppets yeah and you can tell at first Emily kind of in the, if you're watching the episode along you can see that she's kind of like, well, hey, you know, if that's what you want to do, like, fine, go ahead. Kind of trying to give but him a peaceful ultimatum. <laughs> but it's Ross who's kind of like, huh, should I? And this is where we kind of enter our flashback. We're going to start this flashback with Ross, okay? He kind of starts thinking about the time when they were at Central Perk and it was like Rachel, like, running in with her wedding dress on trying to find a phone and ironically <laughs> around the same time ross was complaining about how he just wants to be married exactly. he doesn't want to be single yep and so when that comes in chandler's like we just won the lottery because they're pointing at rachel not knowing that rachel actually knows monica so you know it kind of goes from him thinking about that to reminiscing about the time when he you know confesses his crush to her and how he was like you know i always thought you just kind of saw me as Monica's geeky older brother, you know? And Rachel's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> so from there, it kind of just goes on to him, like, talking about how passionate he is about her and how, you know, she's got a bright future. Like, all this stuff, we're going to be kind of jumping back from different moments that Ross is thinking back on, right? Through um, the last three seasons. So some of these scenes yeah. you might recognize. Oh, yeah. Um, there's even a moment where he's even asking her where it's like, you know, would it be cool if I asked you out? And then it looked like there was a scene where this is kind of during the Paolo days where, like, he was about to ask her uh, out. I believe it was the episode when there was the blackout. Yeah. And they were all sitting out in the living room. And, and the cast. It was, like, right before <laughs> Paolo comes into the picture. Where, like, Ross was trying to shoot his shot, and then Paolo right. comes in and ruins it. I know. It's not even <laughs> Paolo that came in. It was the cat. He, like, a, the cat attacked Ross before he could even ask. And, of course, that was I mean, of course, that... we, don't, like, don't get to that scene here. But, right. like, it's funny how, like, these smaller moments can, like, yeah. trigger almost the entire episode That's for you. That's a lot. That's a lot to think about, you know. And then from there, we go reminiscing way further back when... Rachel was still kind of new, and they had a moment where they're hanging out in the laundromat. Oh, and for those following us, fair warning. If you haven't already been following along with the last 94 episodes, or <laughs> just have an intimate knowledge of friends, there's probably going to be potential spoilers on this episode. 
So, uh, about six minutes into it, we're telling you now. <laughs> abort! Abort! Abort the mission now, but it's very much um, all part of this episode. So, you know, even from the whole laundromat, they kind of looked like they were almost about to kiss in that moment, but they didn't. Uh, I believe that was the episode <laughs> where uh, Rachel was trying to... Defend herself? Yeah, like reaffirm the cart, like, in the cart. <laughs> her stance. She was trying to hardline in the laundry room and keep the lady from taking her detergent and carts. Right? And then from this, we kind of jump back over to Central Park where it was actually like at that moment where like this ship has sailed because Rachel was too late when Ross found out about her having feelings for him, you know, and then of course they end up kissing, right? Um, and then we go all a little bit fast forward to where Ross gets jealous of the whole, I don't want to have a relationship with your answering machine when Rachel was so busy with her startup career you know like i know we're like uh kind of like speeding through for you guys but if you like look at uh all the intimate moments in these scenes uh there's usually something relevant Mm -hmm. to everything that's going on exactly i mean even ross bringing up the whole mark thing and that that was a whole phase in itself right and so this whole episode like now we're just jumping in from that point to where we were on a break or no we weren't you know he like sleeps with someone else like it just keeps bringing back all these memories to Ross and then finally we kind of go back to Ross who's now standing in front of like a little mail post right outside of the all of this to bring you to a mailbox yeah all of this all these flashback scenes and it's like him still kind of debating on sending Rachel the invitation which funny they could have just handed it right because they all like live near each other but Well, you gotta understand, like, there's a whole lot of emotional weight attached to this. Right. And so, this actually brings us to sending it. He actually sends it, he puts it in there, and hopes that maybe Rachel will uh, go to this wedding. So now we're at Monica and Rachel's apartment. And Monica still can't believe that her brother is getting married. Well, I guess we gotta say again, parentheses. Yep, and then uh, Jody thinks it's pretty cool that the invitation has tissue paper, you know, even though it's just like a fancy way to wrap an invitation. But he's like, hey, you know, it's kind of an all-in-one. Like, if he's crying, he's got a tissue He's like, don't worry, friend. You have your napkin. I have my situational handkerchief that came exactly with just my... Wedding invitation. You didn't get one. I got one. And Phoebe thought it was kind of cute how, oh, cute. Ross had been addressed to hers because <laughs> in the beginning, if you guys are watching along, Ross is, you know, writing the invitations out and Emily Straight points roasting. out that, yeah, it's kind of sloppy. So she's like, we'll just say that Ben addressed all these invitations. So here is Phoebe thinking that Ben actually did that. And then Chandler walks in and for some reason they're asking if he got his invitation. And Chandler being like his. the neurotic guy he is, he just automatically assumes, am I left out of something? Put me in. More like he didn't get an invitation, and so Joey's like, hey, it's okay, you know, you can be my plus one. <laughs> Solves wow. that problem. <laughs> and then Rachel comes in at this point, but they kind of play it off as if they don't have their invitations. And she happens to look at her stack of mail on the table, sees the invitation from Ross anyways. And they're like, I don't think uh, they were anticipating him being that bold. Yeah, they were like, um, maybe we kind 
hit the wrong male. Um, but she's like, you know, I'm happy for him. And then she admits, she's like, well, no, I'll work on it. And so they're like, okay, so are you going to go to the wedding? And she's like, I'll think about it. And Monica's like, well, it might be weird if you don't go, you know, but... Oh, it's like a double-edged sword. You kind of get that risk of, like, awkwardness either way. It's like, if you go, yay, you're here, you're supportive, but Emily's gonna be like, why are you come? But then it's like, if you don't go, Ross is sad, and there's gonna be that whole little bit of mystery left in the air. Yep, and now we're gonna get into some flashbacks for Rachel, because now that she's trying to think about this whole debate of, you know, should I go to the wedding, should I not? We're going to start with the very first time when Ross gave her this brioche pin that it looks like they saw through like a store glass case one day and it reminded her of her grandma. And he happened to give it to her for a Christmas gift. And, you know, she's just like, oh, he remembered, you know? And then Chandler kind of opened up like thinking like, you know, that he likes her and stuff like that. And then like, well, I remember when he fell in love with Carol and he bought her that something and then so it's kind of like was like a clue that Frabber made them, yeah it kind of made a clue to monica and i'm like wait so he does like her you know because if he would why would it's he like stop and pause trouble? what was that thing you said mm-hmm. forget the time that words came out of my mouth i didn't say anything and then it even gets to the point where you know kind of flashes a little bit forward to where she thought she was going to be able to seek Ross at the airport and tell him how she feels but then in the that episode arrival of mm, Julie that's when they came back from China Ross's international flight yeah that was a bust on Rachel's <laughs> part because from this flashback it even shows the part where they're in the apartment and they come back from the airport and she's just like Julie Julie's here and then Ross is like talking about how they reunited and yeah, we were both grad together. students. And guess who's just waiting for me as soon as I get off the plane to lead the tour? It's Julie. And then, of course, you have, like, Rachel in the background just mm. trying to find the nearest source of alcohol. Wasn't that just spit on you, kick you in the crotch fantastic? Oh, my gosh. Still and one then, of my favorite lines. And then it even gets to the point where there's that phone scene, you know, where Ross is, like, talking to Julie on the phone in front of Rachel, but, like... He's kind of hovering over her so on the couch. So cringe. He's like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. It's like, let me make sure I move ever closer to your face as I'm doing this. And so as they're doing that, you know, Rachel's kind of getting bugged by it to the point where she just grabs the phone and hangs it up for Ross. And he's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> she didn't care about it, though. Um, and then even from that moment, this kind of led Rachel thinking into the time where she tried to go on a blind date so she can get over Ross. Well, that was a bust for that guy. I forget, who was the one who set her up on that one? Was it Monica or Phoebe? I think it was Monica. Yeah, I think it was Monica. And then there was even that, she was even drunk on that date to where she borrowed the guy's <laughs> cell phone behind her to leave a voicemail to Ross talking about, I'm over you. That was questionable to say the okay. least. And it's like, her saying this on the voicemail, not realizing the next day Ross was going to check his answering machine. You gotta love liquid courage. And he's like, Rach, I got a message. It says it's from you. And she's like, what? No, 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 don't listen to it. Abort, delete that. What are you doing? 
But then it ends Ross, up give me the phone. Hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. You were... You're, you're over me? When were you, you under, under me? <laughs> so, like, this whole flashback kind of takes it back to how it started with having a crush on him and then to him actually breaking up with Julie, you know? Yeah, you're noticing a lot more on, like, Rachel's side of the flashbacks yeah. that it's all about, like, all the little things that remind her of why she started to fall for Ross a little bit. And you kind of see how a lot of those often backfired every time they would try to reconnect. Yeah, and then so it even brings it back from having, after the breakup with Julie, to Ross and Rachel finally starting their arc. You know, even brings them to their first date at the planetarium. Like, you know, arc one of 70, guys. <laughs> Keep with us. You know, so from that moment to even to just the breakup that they had, where he ended up sleeping with another girl the next day. That was also brought up in her flashback. And then to the beach house where she's like, I'm not sure if I want to get back to you, but like I do. You think Ross would have got the copy girl memories. Yeah. (laughs) So these flashbacks were pretty significant. If you guys are following along between Ross and Rachel's, like there's so much. I feel like Rachel got the good ones though. Not going to lie. Yeah. I kind of like her flashbacks a little bit more. Um, So back to Rachel, you know, we're like, she's still thinking about her invitation answer. And keep in mind, we're back in like real time in the episode now. This is not a flashback. She's still looking at the invitation like, do I want to go? But then it kind of goes back into another flashback. Ah. And this flashback is probably the best one because this takes us to... Is this the one we think it is? The easily most significant one? Yes. The prom video. Boom. So this is where her flashback takes us to Monica and Rachel's apartment. They're watching this prom video, and Ross is like, "Oh, we don't gotta watch that." Yeah, like, no, sure you don't want to skip this to. tape. Uh, uh. Yep. And so it's basically showing like Monica back then when she was a little bit bigger, and Rachel still had her nose all yeah, out there. Yeah, everyone's uh younger selves were revealed and looking good mr cotton and it looks like yeah ross looks like a pe- <laughs> i'm not gonna lie when i watched the prom video ross be looking like a pedophile with that curly hair and the no, i think it was just the way he was leaning against leaning the statue like just like hey you know because even though he's like a year older like, they were still in high school you know or he could be like the lost member of hall and oats that we never had oh yeah but um i can't stand for that no Basically, Rachel's date isn't about to show up anymore. So they're like, oh no, Chip is not showing up. And Monica's like, well, if you're not going, I'm not going. You see Monica's date in the background, like, damn it, Chip. So that gave Jack and Judy, um, the parents, Mr. and Mrs. Geller, an opportunity to give Ross an idea because they're kind of filming this whole thing. They're like, hey, go put on your suit. You take Rachel. We got an idea. This is yeah. going to be great. Work you, with us. You can be the bigger man. You know, you can be the hero. And this then, is beautiful. You got the parents trying to be the wing, mm-hmm. wing people. So he legit puts on a suit, right? And they have like a flower from, he just takes a flower from the flower vase upstairs. Class A. And then before you know it, Judy's like, Rachel, here comes your prince. All of a sudden, walking oh, by, worst timing. Chip worst did timing. show up. And it's like Ross standing yeah. at the top of the stairs right as the entire prom party like parades out the door. And they kind of fast They still to keep her. the camera on. Why'd they do that to him? They kind of fast panned to him. I mean, not to her, to him. And they're just like, geez, like, how do you turn this thing turn off? Turn off the and camera. Still, turn off the camera. It's still focused on Ross oh, and he just no. looks really sad. So. And of course, in uh, 
rest of that flashback scene, you know, Ross is still kind of like, well, you know, and then, like, everyone just goes silent. Yeah, they're like, because Monica's like, I can't believe you did that. That was so sweet. And then, as it gets quiet, he's over by the front door. Rachel just, like, gets up from the TV area and, like, walks to Ross. And then just makes out with him. But that actually ends this flashback. So it brings us back to real life and... Snap back to reality. You know, this time we're actually now... From the flashback starting at Monica and Rachel's apartment to now her being at Central Perk. And Monica's, you know, entering in next to her with her cup of coffee and sees that Rachel's marking no. And Monica's like, Are you sure you want to do that? And she's like, you know... It's Ross, you know? It's his wedding, like... It would be weird for me to go and, you know, plus I can just stay here with Phoebe. You know, she's finding reasons to stay. Like, Phoebe will be big by then, you know. Like, automatically trying to disqualify herself. Yeah, like, someone needs to help tie Phoebe's shoes. Like, but you can tell Rachel's hurting, you know, but she's trying. I think she's also doing it out of respect, right? She's Well, trying to be respectful. She's trying to just not, you know, be in the way. And obviously, it's going to hurt her, too, because she still kind of feels whatever it is she's feeling so well let's take it over to the very last scene of the episode where we're still at central perk (laughs) like we never left when you thought we were going to get away from that it's like 20 flashbacks later still serving coffee was a lot of flashbacks to talk about there i was about to say like uh mad props to anyone who's been following along with us in this episode and didn't manage to get confused at at least one to two points yeah you get a high five for that. But Chandler's reading a book called Access. So they're still talking about some crazy thing to do for them to, like, kind of make their mark. Like, now they're talking about some museum, and Joey's like, no, you know, we can't do that. But then, well, this time we could just rent Die Hard in British. Like, okay, that's bold. Like, <laughs> so... No, this- we're gonna rent... <laughs> we're gonna rent Die Hard when we get to London. So this episode... As if it's not the same much- yeah, this, this last scene pretty much is like beginning and last scene is just Chandler and Joey trying to figure out what's going to be the most crazy thing for them to do. To... Or more importantly, where's the best place to watch Die Hard? So yeah, that ends the episode. And Charcoal agrees. <laughs> All right, everyone, we're going to do what we do best here at the Barker Lounge and slide into our thoughts and opinions right about now. Chris, what did you think of this riveting flashback round? You know, I this episode is always a little uh, hazy for me. I don't watch it too many times, but well, clearly. <laughs> but then I'm like, but then when I think back on it, I'm like, okay, the one with the invitation is kind of significant still because even though it's based on the fact that Ross and Emily are getting married, you know, they're trying to figure out the whole arc is do we or do we not invite Rachel, like. What do you do, Ross? And then when he finally did, it's kind of crazy that all these flashbacks have happened between him and Rachel. Like, there's so many that has happened. Like, It's one heck of a ride. (laughs) Some of it uh, super unbelievable still. Yeah, like, I know, like, this episode seemed kind of short and dry, but it was like, there was still so many things. And I truly enjoyed kind of just reminiscing back, like, as you mentioned earlier, Rachel's side of the flashback, because I feel like... We got more of the juicy part, the side of the, you know, Rachel's hidden crush, finally realizing that 
okay, I like you too, you know, after Ross has liked her since, what, high school? Um, so I kind of thought that was cool because I know that these two sections of Ross's flashback and Rachel's flashback, flash, flashback, wow, words. Ah, flack. Um, I gonna know, get, we're going to get sued now. I know that these two um, flashbacks for both of them are going to really help us out in the coming episodes, you know, for especially for our listeners out there. Um, but overall, really good episode. You know, I mean, at least they kind of incorporated a little bit of Joey and Chandler in there with their little, man, we got to do something dangerous. Like, I kind of feel like everything's uh, happening so fast. There's them nothing putting going like on Joey and Chandler at the beginning and end were like placeholders. True, true. <laughs> I mean, you know, they were kind of in a few flashbacks, you know, <laughs> like when Ross was like, it's never going to happen <laughs> to, to Ross, but I mean, to Joey saying it's Ross, but. Yeah, overall, not a, not an entirely bad episode. Again, we got a lot of great details in here, and uh, can't wait for the next one. What about you, Jared? I'm definitely going to agree with you on a lot of points here, because like you said, uh, this episode is definitely on the shorter side, mainly because I feel it's just a giant comprehension box. Like, uh, it's trying to encompass a lot of the most significant moments and scenes from the last three seasons of Friends. Follow along, TM, Parker Lounge, check us out. Um, and really try to put this story together of Rachel and Ross like overcoming a whole bunch of uh, emotional adversity mm-hmm. to get to a point where it'd be like, you know what, maybe we can't do this relationship thing. But as usual in uh, sitcom magic universe, things do not work out as they seem. And you can see through all of the select moments that they have chosen specifically for this episode... Like, a lot of things can backfire when you're simply just trying to exist and be in love with somebody. It's really rough out here. I mean, anything from, uh, you know, infidelity to Mm. secrets being exposed, or sometimes something just as simple as jealousy. Which can definitely evolve into something bigger. But I really uh, appreciate the simplicity of the episode, mainly because uh, with every moment that they picked, not only was it something uh, to remind you how funny these particular moments were, mm-hmm. but it also brings both of the characters one step closer to uh, getting to that sweet, juicy center that we're digging towards here it's in the Barker Lounge universe. We're getting oh-so-close friends. But uh, other than that... Obviously, all the other characters in the episode kind of took, like, a backseat because uh, the emotional focus is all here because we are only a couple of episodes away now from the big moment. Will Ross go through with this? That is for all of you to find out. Indeed. Meanwhile, you know, we're just going to be like the evil wizards behind the giant green curtain just holding all the secrets. But until the day we decide to reveal said secrets, friends, you know where you can find us. We're here every Monday and Friday to talk to you about the one thing that brings us everlasting joy. Friends. Chris, tell them where they can find out more information about our lovely podcast. You can find us on our Instagram page at The Barker Lounge, where we post our episode release. All listening platforms are listed in our bio. Follow us. You know, tell your pets, tell your family, tell your co-workers, tell your significant others, or maybe the ones you don't talk to anymore. Who knows? We don't follow your life. But most importantly, tell your friends, because we're a podcast about friends. Gather around. Listen with them. But more importantly, listen with us as we guide you through your week and hopefully through your weekend, because we don't know your lives. All right, everyone. Stay safe. Stay sane. 
And most importantly, do something you love because you deserve it. And stay tuned because we're getting oh so close to that magical episode 100. Remember, we'll be there for you. With red ruby slippers. Fly, my pretties. Oh my God, I can't believe all of our friends are getting married. You know, what's her name's having a baby. Well, it's one of those things that comes with time. you and I have like nothing. You know what we should do? We should do something crazy so that way when we do die. I really don't like where this train of thought's going. It sounds like you're about to say something really extreme right now. Okay, how about this? Since we can't go to Mount Mm. Everest, we can't climb that. It's too crazy, right? Well, I mean, there's other mountains in the world. There's Kilimanjaro. Why don't we just ride New York, New York in Las Vegas? You know, the really big, scary roller coaster? What? That way, if something happens, we can be like, yeah, we got on there. You're keeping it really close to home, but you gotta think about the other dangerous factor that comes Hmm. with uh, roller coasters. I mean, we can still die there. I know, but it'd be saying, we died there, not just on some couch, you know, with my ass print on it. Well, uh, I guess I can't argue with that logic. (sighs) We'll figure it out, you know, let's just go to this wedding. Mountain versus roller coaster, duh.